1: Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Sad. Simply Sad is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way, or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! Did you invite the crazy drunk aunt to Thanksgiving because that's how it's always been done? and you're expected to do that? Or are you traipsing through the mud and the rain to cut a Christmas tree from that field just because that's the way your family always does it? What about that jiggly jello with the nuts and the carrots and the raisins and the other icky stuff that your grandmother always put in it for Thanksgiving? Seriously, my grandmother did that every year. Nobody wanted to eat that. We always had to take some because my mom was all about, you know, good manners. But who does that. Nobody wants icky jello. And yet we ate that for years because that's the way it was always done. The holidays bring out the best in us and the weirdest, most uncomfortable, worst, upsetting, stressful traditions and behaviors too. And today we're talking about all of that on Polly Campbell Simply Said. We're talking about shifting holiday expectations, moving on, dropping the drama at the door, to feel more celebratory and just better overall. And I've got the perfect person to talk about this with you. My best bud, Sherry, is back with me today. She's a Christmas curmudgeon, no doubt about it. She's also the one, she hates the holiday, but she puts up the tree. What, your
0: tree goes up in July, Sherry? Something like that? It goes up the day after Thanksgiving. Always has, too always early, will. too early. We're talking about
1: your favorite thing today celebrating uh, the holidays
0: the sad part is christmas used to be my absolute favorite holiday and then i had kids <laughs> i'm <laughs> not
1: it ruined it all it just ruined it all it is a tough time of year because there are extra activities loaded on new extra activities right we still have our work and the household demands and the kid demands then we'll toss in the gift giving if you do that the wrapping the christmas concerts the extra food the later nights and throw in i mean the holidays bring up a lot of grief too right it's really obvious who is missing and and that void feels even bigger from the people who have passed the shorter days the darker weather in oregon especially i mean t- my mood takes a hit during this time of year a little bit and yet there is so much fun and excitement that we can have too so How do we balance it all? How do you balance it all? I know you've made some big
0: changes because things weren't working for you for a while. We made some really big changes. I, when, so my kids are now 16 and 18. So one's in college. One month in, woohoo. But I'll speak to when they were younger because it was truly one of the most stressful times of year for me. And I remember every December 26th I would get so sick because by the by the end of the 25th I was completely run down and I was run down from trying to put on the perfect holiday for everyone in my family including my kids and that included three sets of grandparents whom at the time didn't speak to each other and so we were doing three different christmases with mm-hmm. two small kids And it was exhausting. And I just wanted to make everyone happy. I wanted it to be perfect for everybody. And it just exhausted me.
1: Was it, did it ever feel good? Like, was it perfect for them?
0: What, what would you get out of it besides a cold? There were moments. I mean, I'm sure there were some times where I was like, that was great. Or, you know, we pulled off the big surprise for one of our kids, but Overall, I wish I would have made the ch- I wish I would have made the changes that he eventually made a lot earlier.
1: One of the things that I think is super important and this is also where I think rheumatoid arthritis really becomes a benefit. <laughs> I can't say that very much about chronic illness, but there is a point where my body just can't do it. So I have to stop doing it. I have to make adjustments because I physically can't keep up. And one of the things that the American Psychological Association talks about when it comes to holiday expectations and holiday stress is set realistic expectations, right? Whether you're celebrating Kwanzaa or Christmas or Hanukkah or nothing, whatever it is, however your family comes together nothing's going to be perfect. It's not going to go that way and and we want to make it special. We want our mom to be happy and we want the grandmother to be happy and then these little kids need to sell and we lose sight sometimes about what really matters by the end of it.
0: Yes. That's there are t- there were years where I'm like what is the purpose of this holiday? In that it it didn't feel like the purpose of the holiday, it's a religious holiday you know, if you're celebrating Christmas,
1: um,
0: which, which we do in our family. Um, but it just, you get so caught up in the hoopla of it all that you just kind of forget what it's all about in the first place. Yeah. I didn't, I, I was horrible at remembering that, but I will tell you that I, the the very first change I made for the holidays and this rocked my family. I thought my husband was going to like absolutely fall over is I decided we were going to, you're not going to like this that we were gonna do a fake tree. I don't like it, but I get it, I'm not here to judge. I absolutely, that whole go get a Christmas tree thing, the pine needles everywhere. I was the one always cleaning up after it, watering it. I'm like, what, why am I doing this? So we now for the last, I'm gonna say, it's probably been about six or seven years we've had a fake tree, best change I ever made. And you enjoy your tree more, probably. I just enjoy my living room not having pine needles all over it. I enjoy that I can put it up on the day after Thanksgiving and by Christmas, it still looks alive.
1: Yes. And it's not a fire hazard. So there's a perk, but you know, along those lines, one of the things that I encourage people to do is look at all the traditions and the activities and the things you have coming up uh, in the next few months. You know, it doesn't end at at Christmas. Then you have the kids are still on Christmas break in many families, and then you have the new year. I always had huge expectations for New Year's Eve, whatever. I don't, don't, maybe that was my college age mentality. I don't know. But there's all these things that come up. And look at the things, the activities and the traditions and the way you celebrate and figure out what you want from them. For instance, in our family, every year, From the time my daughter was born and we had her in a backpack on my husband's back, which was just insane, we would go out on the rainiest day of the year usually and traipse around the mountains where the Christmas trees grow out here in the West. And it was wet and it was cold and it was slick and I hated it. Now, I love having a a live Christmas tree. I love the smell. I love the decoration. I love all of it but I hated that process. In fact, I hated going to the Christmas tree farm so much that it got to the point where I didn't even want a tree, but I kept doing it because I assumed, right, that that's what my family wanted. A Couple of years ago, I sat down with my husband and my daughter, and this is what I mean about communicating your expectation. Evaluate the traditions that are meaningful to you and then have a conversation with the people in your immediate family. But we sat down, the three of us, And I said, okay, do we want to do a Christmas tree this year? And everybody did. And so then the next part of the discussion was, what is meaningful to you about it? What do you like about it? And everyone in the family said they liked decorating the tree together. Nobody wanted to go to a Christmas tree farm, but we'd never talked about it. We were always doing that because we thought that the other people wanted to do it. We changed that tradition immediately. We kept the part that is meaningful to us, the decoration, decorating as a family. And now we get up late. We go to a breakfast and we go to a parking lot and pick out our tree and drag that sucker home and we put it up in about an hour and everybody is happier, it's less stressful, it's not cold. And I think we lose sight, we do these things, like my grandmother making the icky jello that nobody ever ate because we've always done it. And I think it's important to sit back and first do this for yourself. Simply start today by looking at the things you're doing and deciding what's meaningful to you and what's not because there might be aspects of the tradition that you want to keep and others you can let go of entirely know what that is and then sit down with the people you celebrate with and have a discussion not judging not telling just saying hey this is not doing it for me what's important about it to you and seeing if you can come to terms on that and and making a adjustment that works better for the whole family
0: that's good advice along with that i would say the word boundaries keeps coming up in, into my mind is setting boundaries for what's important for you. And again, I'm speaking from a, a mom's perspective as well, especially when you have a big family, lots of grandparents or aunts or uncles, it can be super overwhelming. And so setting boundaries for what work, works for you and for your family and then incorporate little bits and pieces in that would work for other people. But the holidays are really important. Time to take care of yourself. And setting boundaries and keeping things manageable is a really important part of that. And that maybe it's just come with age for me, but I've had to come to terms with being okay in maybe disappointing other people. And just knowing I wanted Christmas to be good for my kids, good for my husband and I, my parents, of course, for sure. But if you think you can make everyone happy, Let me know how that works out and what the key is, because I have no idea how to do it. And I finally just stopped trying.
1: How did you have that discussion? Did you cut people out? Did you say, hey, I'm going to celebrate Christmas differently this year. We're going to have an open house, drop by if you want. Did you have that communication with your in-laws and your mother and, and your husband and your kids?
0: How did that work for you? Uh, it's, it's, it's complicated when you don't have family members that talk. It's
1: complicated.
0: But that's when you do, (laughs) I did start by asking my boys when, and they were young and I'm just like, you know, what's, what's important. Like, what do you, how do you see Christmas going? Like, how do you see it? And they're like, we want to wake up in our own house and, and be home. So that's when I stopped the running around to everybody having our own Christmases every, you know, two hours here, two hours there, two hours there. And I just said to everybody in the family that we are going to keep our family home for Christmas. My doors are open, we'll have food out. Please come by from this time to this time and we'll celebrate, just come and go. We have gifts for everybody. Um, But as long as I was home and the food was on the table, it was way more relaxing than trying to do three different separate Christmases.
1: Yeah, I, I love that idea because really what you're doing is boiling it down to the part that matters to you, and that's your family, and and having them around. So if they want to be a part of that, then that's their choice, right? They can drop by. But meanwhile, you're taking care of your boys, you're honoring the traditions that's, um, that is important to them, and not stressing yourself out. So I think, you know, we all run the risk, and being firstborn daughters, right? We all run the risk of people are always going to be disappointed, and this is super hard for me too, but that's kind of their business so if you put those boundaries in place and you're inclusive and loving in our in our family we say that be kind but clear you can be kind and clear about what you need and what what's going to happen, and hopefully other people will still feel appreciated like they want to be a part of it, but if they don't, that's on them
0: right yes and that's Tricky. again, I think something I I think probably comes with age and you know if you would have told me that when I was 35 with two toddlers I would have been like it has to be perfect yeah it's tough it's a tough thing I I think the time for yourself
1: is a big thing this is this is tricky for me during this time of year because time for myself looks different than other people you know I I'm not I don't go to spas I don't have manicures that's not my thing what is my thing is being quiet sitting on the end of the couch and reading a book or having time away from people and noise I I love people but I I'm not a big partyer because I get so overstimulated and anxious about that I'm much more introverted this time of year everybody wants to get together and do everything and I'm honored to be included and invited I'm very grateful I, I'd feel left out if I wasn't but it's tough for me to do everything and still feel okay. So part of my self-care
0: is saying no to things,
1: and that's hard for me. How do you see self-care during this time
0: of year? Uh well, it's easier now that I have teenagers that don't want to spend that much time with me, but <laughs> um that social thing, that's a that's a tough one. But that is something that I was I would also preach during during that self-care time when I was 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 doing some trainings on that. And, you know, I noticed as I get older and as, like, our peer group gets older, people are more honest about that. Like, I don't want to go to everything. And if I do go to that thing, I really want to be home by 9 o'clock and go to bed. So for me, a lot of times it's I will go to something and I will go for two hours and then I will come home. I'm done with the staying out until midnight and partying it up. It's, It's I don't enjoy it. I like people for a very short amount of time. I recognize that. I accept that. I jingle, jingle, have a glass of wine and (laughs) home in bed with my book. That sounds perfect. Simply start
1: today. Start thinking about your traditions today. Make a list of all the things you feel like you need to do, like work, gifts if you want to buy gifts, cooking dinner for the family or whatever it is, the holiday concerts at school, whatever it is you need to do, make a list of the musters. Then add in the things you... Also, do the added traditions, getting a a tree, making Christmas cookies, doing holiday cards, whatever it is, and look at that list. Circle the ones you must keep, like work, underline the things you do because you've always done it, and put a star next to the things on that list that add meaning to your life. Uh, One of the things on my list is every year we go out to dinner and then we drive around and look at the holiday lights one night. I love that. It's meaningful to me in part because my entire family is trapped in the car with me talking and singing and fighting if it's last year and and whatever it is, but they're there with me. It takes very little energy for me, takes very little expense. There's not anything I have to do, but drive around and look at uh, festive things and that makes me happy. So that's one I put a star next to. We're doing that this year. But the other things like holiday cards, I used to stress my Brain out every year, trying to figure out how to have a baby, how to keep my baby, and do the the Christmas and all of that, and get the holiday cards out. And I dropped it about a year after she was born. It was just too much for me. Every year I think about it. Every year I decide that's not something that makes me feel good anymore. So that tradition is no longer a part. I slashed that off my list. Tromping around at the tree farm, that's a slash across the list of those traditions. But decorating the tree, that's a big old star. That's something we all enjoy to do. So look at your list. Take off the ones you hate. You don't have to negotiate this. Tell your husband and daughter or mother and say, hey, I'm not gonna do that this year, but if you guys wanna go to that branch, enjoy it. I'm all in supporting that, but that's not something I'm gonna do. Mark those that you want off the list tweak the ones you want to keep to make them easier and more meaningful and be brave. It's okay to do things differently. Remember what the season is about. It's about giving. It's about being, it's about coming together. And then communicate early with the fam, (laughs) as early as you can. Listen, this is gonna be awkward for some people. Not everybody's gonna like it, but let me tell you, we have had plenty of awkward celebrations too. So I'd rather the awkwardness at the front end. And I think Sherry's right. As we get older, the people you're sharing this with, they're gonna get it too. They might be ready to make changes as well. One way I do this, Sherry, and this brings us to the Simply Nifty, Because I get really reactive in the moment when I'm not on my best day. Like somebody will say something and I'll get ticked off or I'll get stressed out like I'm supposed to perform or whatever. And I have a couple of small coins. They're like little charms with a metal stamp in them. One says gratitude and one says harmony. And during this time of year, I carry them around in my pocket, especially when I'm freaking out. And when I feel them in my pocket or rub them with my thumb, it, it gives me a quick hit of perspective and reminds me what's important to me during this holiday season, the mood I want to create for myself and my family. Is there anything you do to remember these things or to keep your boundaries in place during this time?
0: The thing that I do now is I remember that, be it Thanksgiving or Christmas, it's a day. It's just a day. And not everything has to happen in that day. You know, I try to take the pressure off, like make a Christmas week or where you just like have cookies and hot chocolate with your cousins on a Tuesday. And I just try to try to take the pressure off that one day. It just eases it for me. I like having
1: other things to look forward to that are fun besides the big holiday with our daughter. We have started celebrating. We celebrate Christmas Eve with my family, which is really a blast. It's pretty comfortable now. And, but A couple days after Christmas, it was kind of a letdown. So now we always do something special as a family and it doesn't have to be expensive or even labor intensive, but it's just a reminder that it's the coming together and we can do that at any point in, in the year. And I think it takes the pressure off
0: of that day. So perspective people. The one thing I do have to keep is the cranberry sauce out of a can in memory of my mother what you know what what is the whole can thing people do the can thing what is that it it has to come out in the shape of a can why I know I (laughs) adore my mother and when I was young she made my Christmases very special and very happy and so when I see the cranberry sauce in the shape of a can in the crystal dish I think of my mother
1: Oh, well now I'm going to think of your mother too. You know, let's, we have a couple minutes left. I know your mother's gone and I know that the holidays are a big painful trigger for a lot of people who are missing loved ones. Is there any tip that you use to, to make that a little softer aside from can shaped cranberries?
0: This year will be the fourth Christmas without my mom. See, so I'm going to get all sad just talking about it. Um, I think the thing that I learned in the last couple of years is I just had to, I have to feel the sadness, just take a few minutes on Christmas day or whichever holiday she loved Thanksgiving. I try and go see her, um, at where she's buried and just have a a quiet moment with her, um, and just feel it and just feel, try to feel her presence. And, um, I know she was wishes she was here with us. I wish she was here with us. She's not here with us um, in, in body, but I, I really try to make her presence felt. I talk about her all the time during the holidays, too, for my kids.
1: Oh, I like that, too. I, I think it's okay whatever... You are feeling, this isn't a hallmark holiday. We're real people having real experiences. And that comes with joy and loss all at the same time. And the thing about human beings is we're amazing. We can hold it all. We can still enjoy this time and feel good in this time and still experience loss and sadness. And it's so important to recognize your humanity and, and let that be, let that be, right? You can feel all of that.
0: And you, you, I mean, there's a reason, I'm sure you have more research and statistics on it. There's a reason why, you know, depression and anxiety increases this time of year. And I think the more that people talk about, the more you realize that everyone really does struggle around the holidays. It's not the picture perfect thing that we've made it out to be for anybody. So talking about it, just just, just talking about it really helps.
1: I, th- I think it's become overinflated it's okay to change traditions in a way that feel good. If you're doing something that causes pain, stop doing it. Take care of yourself. Have that conversation for sure. And make the holidays less stressful. That's what we're going for so we can all enjoy the holidays and every day beyond. Sherry, thank you. Feliz Navidad. Look at, see what I did there?
0: Oh, it's not quite the same as when we are in Mexico with uh, a <laughs> with some coronas in a bucket. But, okay. I do a
1: little better after a corona or margarita or two. But Felice Navidad, thanks for
0: being here. Be back in January with me. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll what are we can talk about some some goals intentions. Yeah, I think we'll do that. I think we'll talk about how to create the life we
1: want in 2020. Hey, you're writing on your blog. Find Sherry www.skinny-truth.com, truth dot com. Instagram her or whatever. People do now. You can tweet me at PL Campbell. You can also find me on my website at www.imperfectspirituality.com and uh, join my Facebook community at Polly Campbell Author Speaker. God, it's like a resume. You are busy, girl. Yeah, I'm out there. I am out there. And to all of you, thank you for being here with me on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Remember, quit the traditions that no longer work for you, adapt the ones you've outgrown, and appreciate the ones you enjoy. Build in the things that are meaningful and you will live well, do good, and be happy. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys.
0: Electricast. Hi,
1: I'm Mark. And I'm Peter.